So the Olympics are coming in less than a month, and I have news for you. If you have Olympic dreams and have yet to start to train, you have missed the boat for this year. I am so sorry. But as I was thinking of the idea of throwing off everything that hinders us and the sin that entangles us, I thought about the things that get in the way of Olympic gold dreams. Take me, for instance. I had grand dreams of being an athlete as a child. So I joined the track team in the seventh grade. And I'm not sure why I chose hurdles, Maybe it was because I had some height. Maybe it was the graceful way all the other kids could do it. And I, I don't know why, as a person who could trip over thin air, I thought that would be a good idea. But I decided to give it a shot. This is the truth. This is not a joke. They started putting the hurdles away before I crossed the finish line. <laughs> True story. God did not create me to be a hurdler. Other things that get in the way of our Olympic gold dreams is sometimes we end up in a culture that encourages missteps, sin, doing the wrong thing. I think of the Russian team that is right now waiting for word as to whether or not any of them will be able to compete because of state-sponsored doping. Another thing that comes to mind is when I was a kid, one of my sports heroes was Greg LeMond. He was a cyclist, and he was a gifted cyclist. In fact, he was the first American and the youngest rider of any nationality in the history of the sport to win a major pro-am cycling event in Europe which is a pretty darn big deal because Europe is where cycling is at. And when he had had done this, when he had accomplished this feat, his coach encouraged him, don't go pro yet. Give Olympic gold a shot. So he decided to try out for the Olympic cycling team, and he made it but his hopes for Olympic gold were dashed because he was part of the 1980 Olympic team. That was the year the U.S. boycotted the Olympics and he lost his chance at Olympic gold. Will you read with me Hebrews 12, 1? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Throwing off what hinders us, stepping away from the entanglement of sin, we have a mark, a race marked out for us, but things get in the way. Sometimes we have to ask, like I had to ask myself, are we in the wrong race? Are we doing what God has called us to do, or are we trying to fulfill somebody else's call? Are you working with students when you should be working with adults? Are you you 
working in finance when you should be on hospitality? (laughs) Or are you just right where you're supposed to be in your job where you can evangelize every day by living the life that Christ asked us to live? Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, are we swimming within a culture that is hindering us, that's going to pull us down? Like the Russians, who even people who have not cheated may miss out on the chance. Sometimes we get stuck in a culture that tells us, well, it's okay because you, when you were talking about that person, you weren't gossiping, you were just venting. But you know that you were just trying to make yourself feel better by putting someone else down. One of the things that I have seen as a parent of, a, of children who are in sports is a culture of sports parents. And it's so hard to sit in the stands and listen to people not only yell and scream at their own child, but put down other people's children. And they're yelling and they're screaming at the official who's just a 15-year-old kid and it's his first game he's ever officiated. Or they're yelling and they're screaming at, at, at the coaches and putting them down to the other parents. Sometimes we have to choose to remove ourselves from that and maybe even put your child on a different team or you have to sit at the other end of, of the bleachers. And sometimes there are outside circumstances beyond our control. I look at Greg LeMond. It wasn't his choice to boycott. The political turmoil wasn't his cost. It would be foolish for him to blame himself for not having an Olympic gold medal. But sometimes we do that. Sometimes we have other people who sin against us and we take on that responsibility and we take on that shame and it was never our burden to carry Those are the things that we need to give up. We need to let God take care of that and seek his justice. Throwing off what hinders us, stepping away from the entanglement of sin. I think the most hopeful part of this whole verse is that it's sandwiched between two how-tos. First of all, we have to surround, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses There are coaches, they have experience, they have foresight, they see the big picture. Dick, last week, spoke about chapter 11, the the faith hall of fame, has these lists of, of faithful men and women that we're to look to and learn from, but you know what? They had hindrances they had to overcome, and they had sin that entangled them. Noah, he got drunk. Abraham lied. Isaac played favorites. Joseph, as a young man, had quite the ego, not to mention years in slavery and prison. Moses, he was a murderer. Rahab was a prostitute. But here in the book of Hebrews, they're recorded for all of history as people to look to, as people of faith. We have the hope of the success of the people who've gone before us. 
And if you look around this room right now, we have the hope of the people who have succeeded who are right near us because we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And we have all have had experiences that we have overcome. And we have to be honest with each other. And we have to come alongside each other and help one another remove the hindrances, overcome the sin. So not only do we have on one side this great cloud of witnesses, on the other we have the fact that God has a plan marked out for us. He already has it. Romans 12.2 Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we have a God who wants to transform and renew our mind. We don't need to be stuck in the patterns of this world. I think of Jesse Owens, the black man who who ran his heart out in front of Nazi Germany. He busted through boundaries, and just like he did through through the saving grace of Jesus Christ, we too have the power to break through boundaries. We don't need to live by the rules of this world. We don't need to enhance our lives or to cheat or win because, spoiler alert, the war has already been won. With Christ on our side, we are winners. But it is our job to train. We need to rely on the coaches and the experience of those around us We need to pray for wisdom, for strength and transformation. We need to do the hard work of study. And we have to step out in faith like Abraham stepped out of Ur. Like Moses built the ark on dry land. We have to have faith in the plans that God has for us and has marked out for us. We have to ask ourselves and we have to ask God, what are our entanglements? Where is the culture pulling us down? What is weighing us down? Are we being weighed down by burdens that aren't ours to carry? Or are we being weighed down because we're on the wrong path? I am not a hurdler. God did not create me to be that way. But I found out in high school, I had a gift all along that I hadn't realized as such. You see, God created me with strength and he created me with courage and he created me with endurance. I am a backpacker and I am a mountain climber. And It was to my great surprise when in high school I went to this summer camp for about four years in the middle of the Colorado Rockies. And two of those years I saw an award given out for backpacking. It's called the Golden Sierra Cup. It's not worth a whole heck of a lot just a can of spray paint and a $2.50 cup. But it was the meaning behind it. It said that I had accomplished something. Not only was I capable, but I was capable to lead. This was where I got my gold. But as I'm training for the Wonderland Trail, I'm thinking about what, I, what I'm going to carry in my pack. 
because that's a long way to go. And I don't want to have any more than necessary. And I was reminded that we all have burdens we're carrying, extra things. And sometimes they feel really comfortable, like a child's blanket, right? But we've all known those children who hang onto a blanket just a little too long and they don't let mom wash it. And the stench, right? And they're trying to climb up their play toy, but they're tripping over it. And sin can be like that. It feels comfortable at first, but then we're tripping on it and we're surrounded by the stench. We gotta get rid of that. We find other things we find comfort in instead of going to God first. We want to hide our feelings, hide our hurts, hide our pains. Those are burdens we can leave behind. There's the internet. There are a lot of burdens on the internet. Do you know that the average child, and I mean child, sees pornography for the first time when they're about 9 or 10? We've got to come alongside our young people, we've got to come alongside the people around us and be honest with the dangers. Gossip. Going to our friends for the wrong reasons. This is a sin, a burden we can leave beside. But there are things we do want in our pack. But they're not a burden. It's the warmth of the cloud of witnesses we have around us. This is a hammock tent that I got to spend the night in one night in the Sawtooth Mountains. And it protected me from an unexpected snowstorm. God is our safe harbor in the storm. He is our hiding place. God is our healer. He is where we can go when we have wounds that need to be cared for. God is the way. God is the truth. God is living water. He is light in the darkness. And because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have access to the Holy Spirit for passion, for wisdom, and for understanding. We've got to get rid of the unnecessary stuff, and we have to make room for the stuff that's life-giving. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you are the way, the truth, and the life. That we can come to you and we can lay our burdens at your feet. We thank you for the cloud of witnesses you have among us, around us, who have gone before us. And we thank you for the path that you have marked out with just us in mind. In your son's holy name we pray these things. Amen.